What's up, y'all? Welcome back to On Point, the mindset podcast for dancers, artists, athletes, and creatives. I'm your host, Latte, aka Lottie Dottie, and welcome to another episode. So sorry for getting this one out kind of late. I'm at my in-laws um, in Las Vegas, and you know, we want to be present, so got delayed just a little bit, but we are back with the final episode of 2023. Don't worry, y'all. I'll be back um, in a week. I'm actually going to take next week off uh just to get some things up i'm trying to launch a website and a few other exciting things for you guys so i'll be back on january 11th that thursday so this week i wanted to talk to you guys um about something that i talk about with my clients just getting ready for the next year it's a conversation that i had with all of my clients earlier this month during my coaching workshop reunion so for those of you just tuning in i am a dance and mindset coach based in los angeles and san diego I help dancers improve and strengthen dance technique with a strong focus on mindset and inner work to build confidence, refine goals, and succeed pretty much in anything they put their mind to. So I hold monthly workshops in San Diego, but every year at the end of the year, usually in December, I do a huge reunion workshop and it's invite only to clients who have completed my program and we do a recap on some of the mindset work we've done and also some technique and of course choreography. So this episode I wanted to talk to you about what I go over with my clients in this workshop and it's how to get ready for the next year in an efficient way. So the very first thing we're going to get into when getting ready for 2024 is we're going to celebrate. When I say celebrate, I mean almost like a gratuity exercise here. I want you to go through and celebrate your wins from this year. This is important because it's going to actually reveal to us how powerful we actually are. Most of us achieve a ton of amazing shit, but we fail to applaud ourselves. So this only leads to burnout year after year. I mean, no one wants to continue to work their ass off and not feel any fulfillment or enjoyment out of it. Y'all heard of imposter syndrome, right? So when you give yourself the recognition you deserve, you're also going to be fighting against this because you have factual instances to fight back with. So you have clear examples to celebrate so you're not sitting back like, oh, I didn't do anything. Another thing celebrating our wins will do is reveal to us where your actual actions and majority of your energy and focus were this year. So when you can start to create goals for the following year, you understand where you mostly enjoy and naturally place all of your energy and focus. So let's expand on this. Sometimes we create goals and we don't achieve them because that's realistic and it happens, but we wanna understand why so we can modify our plans and execute for the next year. When we realize where all of our energy and focus goes, then we understand why we are getting the result that we're getting. So an example of this, this year, you know, I created my podcast in May and no, this actually wasn't on my original goals and my plans for this year. It just kind of sprung up. But what happened was, what happened was I really enjoy bringing mindset work to dancers and creators. And I was trying to create more content and I was, you know, using Instagram reels and I was getting so annoyed because it only allows you to do up to a minute for each of your little IG reels. And I was getting kind of burnt out trying to to create Instagram reels because it just wasn't giving me enough time to go over the things I needed to go into. And that is when it occurred to me that maybe I need to place my energy and focus into less IG reels and more like a podcast, something long form content. That way, 
I can, you know, reach reach the kind of audience that I want to. And there there came my podcast. There came my new goal of creating a podcast. And here we are. So sometimes when you're, you know, putting all your energy and focus into something and you realize that, you know, I actually enjoy this more. I, I feel more connected to this and I'm putting more of my focus here. That needs to become a goal of yours. Point being, realizing where you naturally spend your time and energy and then creating goals based off of that. You're going to supercharge your efficiency and your flow state surrounding the work needed to accomplish these goals instead of choosing or creating a goal that doesn't match the energy and your natural inclination. So like I said, if I would have kept drilling and kept trying to create Instagram reels when it just wasn't flowing for me, it just wasn't where my energy, my focus was going, my energy and focus was going to more long form content. I would have been burnt out <laughs> trying to get these Instagram reels out. So this this worked out better. And so I changed my goals and here we are. Now, after celebrating your wins and observing your energy outputs, you're going to look for the shit that is not working. I love this exercise. I love this exercise with my clients because we really become sick of our own bullshit. And I don't care what anyone says. If you're not feeling urgency to change your actions, it's because you're not trapped in your comfort zone and you are not sick of your own shit yet. And I want to emphasize trapped in your comfort zone. You're not chilling, you're, you're trapped, okay? Now, let me elaborate on this because I know when I say some harsh shit like that, people are like, oh my God. But here's the facts. If you don't feel uncomfortable enough to make a change, you're not going to change. You need a strong driving force behind changing your actions. Let me give you some fun examples <laughs> my fitness journey. And I don't even like to call it that because it was really just me choosing to put my health and wellness first because I was sick of feeling like shit all the time. The fact that I lost like 40 pounds was just an added bonus. It truly was about my health. So when I finished my degree back in 2021, I was, you know, barely going back into dancing. I was heavier and it was after COVID, but I, I didn't think it affected my day-to-day previously because I know, you know, I'd just been in school the entire time. I hadn't been doing any physical work. I hadn't been dancing, working out, anything. I didn't realize how out of shape I had gotten from the pandemic. But like by class two or three, you know, when I came back and I was trying to teach couple classes I was like okay wow I can't do any of my old tricks I'm out of breath none of my cute dance clothes look cute on me anymore I just wasn't happy it wasn't really much about my weight it was just more so about like feeling comfortable and moving my body and being able to do the athletic things that I needed to do but I remember I wasn't like irritated enough you know because like I said I've always been like happy with my body I love the way I look at any size um call it delusional I don't care (laughs) but I'm comfortable with myself so it's not really much of a I don't like the way I look it's just more yeah I can't really hit any of the tricks that I used to and like I said I wasn't irritated with it enough I wasn't sick of my own shit enough now I remember there was one class in particular I taught and I posted the video and all of the comments were not about my dancing they were like okay period do it for the thick girls like okay big mama like it was it was weird I was like okay and I I remember that irritated me because listen I'm all about like I said body positivity any size I I appreciate every size of person I really truly do but when it's overpowering my art and my creations that's when I get pissed off (laughs) 
And I remember being like, I don't want people to like applaud me because I'm doing it for the thick girls or like whatever you guys are saying. I want people to applaud me because I'm a dope choreographer and the type of dancing and how, how clean I look or how, how I slayed this trick or something. And I remember that was like, so that was it. Like, I was like, I'm sick of this. Like, no, that is a wrap. And I, I put a pause on teaching for a second because I was like, no, 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 we need to get it all the way together. And I had a, a sneaking suspicion, right. That I needed to get in shape. But that is when I really got obsessed with like being sick of my own shit and I was like I don't even it, it wasn't even about being a certain size it was just about being able to do the shit that I used to be able to do like all the tricks my flexibility my strength my core all of that so yeah I was like enough I'm sick of this shit I'm choosing my health so that I can feel amazing and do all the tricks and hit all the flexibility in my choreo and that is the highlight of my dancing not my body not the size I am mind you like I said when I was 40 pounds heavier, I still looked good. Don't play with me, but I didn't feel good. And I wasn't at my peak performance. That's when I decided to hire a trainer and focus on my physical capability, not losing weights. The weight just naturally came off and that was just a side, a side win. So it took me being sick of my own shit to really incorporate that change. And you can do this with anything. Maybe you're sick of not fully opening up when you're doing your freestyle. Maybe you're sick of not putting in time into your hip hop training. Maybe you're sick of choking during auditions. You need to truly become sick of it. So irritated with it. When I do this exercise with my clients, they write down all of the shit that they're sick of and ready to change. And I give them two minutes each to vent to their partner. And just hearing themselves talk out loud and become so, ugh, oh my God, bitch, I'm so over being late to class. I'm so tired of not stretching. I'm so over it because like I said, you need to truly understand what the impact is and how it's negatively impacting your life. You just allowing this undesirable behavior to continue be a part of your, to continue to be a part of your life. Like ew, disgusting. And it really could be something as simple as like, I'm, I'm sick of being late to class and the teacher catching an attitude. Like it, it really could be something like that. So find those, those behaviors that you want to change and just get the, give yourself the ick. Give yourself the ick, bestie. Just you. Get sick of it. Now we want to do the opposite of that and become obsessed with the shit that is working. Okay, same concept as the last tip, but flip it. Flip it and reverse it. You feel me? Have you ever heard people say, oh, you need to become obsessed with your goals? Okay, absolutely. But I like to take it a step further because you need to become obsessed with the steps that get you to your goals because that's what's going to keep you going and that's what's going to keep you on track. So what we're going to do is write down all the shit that's working so you can bring them into the next year with you and also habit stack with them. Use them as use them as a superpower. So if you haven't heard of habit stacking, just know that I'm literally obsessed. It's basically when you link a new habit you're trying to implement onto an old one that is very strong and developed so it doesn't feel like so daunting an example i always use with my patients is flossing <laughs> no one ever likes to floss that's just like a known fact so i i try to link it to something that we already do me i floss in the shower because i, I shower every day so it's like killing two birds with one stone basically you're just using something that you already do and you're already very good at and implementing something new so i want us to do that with our dance and our creativity for me this year man i realize Consistency is the sauce. And one thing that consistently improved my life 
and my ability to take care of myself and during a long dance day and keep myself healthy was meal prepping. Meal prepping kept me fed and on time to classes. Child, if you're a dancer, you know the struggle. You know the struggle of a long day and I haven't eaten yet, haven't hit your protein goal, trying to go to class. Well, this year I'm working on content creation, okay? And sharing like more of my life online so I can reach a larger audience. And I'm gonna do this by incorporating meal prepping. Let me break this down. So meal prepping is a strong habit for me. I do it every single week. Just, I have it down to a T. It takes me an hour, hour and a half every single time. And I said, okay, well, what if I just go live every single time I meal prep? I mean, I'm a mindset coach. I, I'm all about healthy habits and I feel like that's a good habit to share with my audience. So whether it's TikTok or IG live, whatever, I'm going to go live every single time I meal prep. That way, I mean, I'm not just giving myself this task of, okay, share more content or go live more, but I'm actually doing it every single time that I already do a strong habit so it doesn't feel so daunting. It doesn't feel like, oh man, when am I going to go live? When am I going to do this? I have to schedule this in now. I'm not really used to that. Oh, easy. I, I meal prep every week. I will go live every single time I meal prep. It just becomes less of a, a hassle. So make a list, make a list of your already strong habits and these are the things that are already working for you. What's working in this year? And we're going to anchor them to something that is not so strong. Beautiful. So we're sick of our shit and we have a list of things that are working for us. Now we're going to establish metrics. And I'm not going to lie. This part stresses me out. Now, I think the reason why this stresses me out so much is because as an artist, we always want to just put our stuff out into the world and just like vibe. But as a business owner, we have to establish metrics so that we're able to hit certain marks. For us dancers and athletes and creatives, our metrics look a little different. Maybe it's getting a certain amount of views on our content, implementing a post schedule. Maybe it's being able to pull up, do a certain amount of pull-ups or increase our flexibility by so many inches. But either way, we need a tangible and measurable amount that we are aiming for. Every year, I have that one client say, I want to be a better dancer this year. And the whole year goes by and then they're like, I don't think I did anything this year. And I'm like, how exactly are you measuring this? And they tell me, well, I just feel like it. I love y'all down, but feelings are a shitty way of calculating our growth and you will more than likely feel fucked up if you base all of your growth off of how you feel about it. Look, I've done a lot of shit and if I based my growth on how I felt about it, child, I feel like I got nothing accomplished, but it's just so not true. I've worked with so many dancers and I've accomplished so much myself, but in, imposter syndrome's real and it does strip enjoyment, but you know what's even more real? Metrics and establishing these metrics that we're able to look at at the end of the year at, at the data and not our feelings and we're going to be able to see a line graph that shows our growth is actually a positive trend so whatever your goal or your resolution may be make sure that you also have metrics that you can measure your growth make sure that it is measurable it's not just going off of how you feel it's based off of a number or some sort of information so you can see the actual growth keeping all this stuff in mind we start to create goals and I always ask myself what do I want the end of my year to look like and why when you create your resolutions it's important to have a why because you need a driving force each and every day for each and every one of your actions y'all already know my speech about motivation being fake 
it's not real. And if you need that speech again, scroll back up and listen to that episode because it's motivation is not real. You can't create motivation, but you can create a why. You are not always going to feel like taking the necessary steps to reach your goals. But if you have a why, it's going to keep you focused. And here's the thing. Sometimes you want to just do something because you want to. And that's totally fine. Sometimes your resolutions aren't that deep and that's totally chill. In this case, I want you to focus on the joy the resolution will bring you. It doesn't have to be like, why do I want to do this? Oh, to change the world. It could literally be, why do I want to do this? So I can feel confident in myself, so I can feel happy, so I can bring myself joy. I also have clients that create resolutions and when they get to the why aspect, they realize it's not actually something they're interested in. And their why is very much based on external validation or because they think they're supposed to do something. This realization early on allows you to scrap your resolution and then save you an entire year of burnout. The worst is when you achieve all the shit that you set out for yourself and then you get to the end of it all and you're still not happy. And that happens when we truly aren't aligned with our goals and resolutions. We're just creating shit just to create shit. Don't do that to yourself. The last little exercise I like to do when getting ready for the next year is a manifestation exercise I've done since I was like 26. And the exercise works like this. You're going to write a letter to yourself as your future self reflecting back on the year you had. And you're going to list out all of your accomplishments and what it feels like to achieve all of them and how proud you are of yourself and what it looks like when you got there and how it feels to achieve everything and how it's impacting your life in such a positive way. Every, I'm, I'm not kidding with you. And my clients know every single time I've done this exercise, it works. And I've, I've thought of some crazy shit. So, and I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but I think the, the, the coolest one that I was like, no way, how is this possible? Is I wrote a letter to myself as my future self when I was entering school and I said that, I was going to be flying back and forth from San Diego to San Francisco and I was going to be teaching classes. I was going to be flying back every week and I was going to teach at one of the most um, popular studios in San Francisco, Ray Dance Studio. And I was also going to continue to, you know, have Dot Leto's My Heels classes in San Diego and work with my clients still. And when I wrote this up, I was like, this is wild. Who flies back and forth between two major cities and teaches in both of the cities as they're continuing school because mind you I was still in hygiene school too I was that was I was just I was like this is insane bitch cut to like four months later literally I was teaching at Ray Dance Studio contemporary every week or every other week I think it was and then I was still flying down to San Diego every single week and teaching dot lettos and I had my clients and every class would sell out and it was so insane I was like I cannot even believe I manifested like this is wild like who does that and you know, COVID hit. So that put a screeching halt on on everybody's teaching. But I, I definitely know that if COVID hadn't hit, I would have definitely continued the way I was going and continued to teach in both cities. And I just think that's insane. Like, I think that's the best example that I have of that. Um, the other example I have is when I was, you know, 26 and I would first started with my um, life coach, Shannon, shout out Shannon, love her. Um, she had me do the exercise and I hadn't taught for years as a um, like ballet contemporary teacher. Just I took that fat break from like age 20 until 26. So six years. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I want to teach. But like I haven't taught in so long and 
I'm not even involved in a studio. I'm not even taking classes. Like I just, I'm like so aloof from the dance industry right now. And she's like, let's write a letter. Let's write a letter. And I want you to um, write out what your life looks like. So I put that I was, I was teaching contemporary and I was teaching at the facility, which was a popular dance studio in San Diego at the time. Um, they since have shut down. I love all my people there, though. There's still like the alumni group that are still together. COVID just took a lot of our dance studios away, which is so sad. Anyways, I was like, I'm going to teach on Monday nights. And she even went as far to tell me to print out my picture, put it on their schedule and like write in like contemporary with latte and like hang it on my wall. So I I literally was like, OK, contemporary with latte Monday nights you know, and, and just drew it all out. And I was like, I don't even know how this is going to happen. You know what I mean? Well, um, a whole year went by and, you know, things, things that I did led up to it. Like I worked at the front desk and then I was involved in classes and all that. But lo and behold, um, the end of the year, I was teaching that exact spot at facility. I was teaching contemporary Monday nights, seven, seven thirty. I can't remember. But when I looked back and at this little paper that I wrote, I was like, holy shit. It's like, how am I, how, how am I here when I was there? You know what I mean? But I, I like this exercise because I feel like it gets stronger every single time you do it. Um, because it gets to the point where you're like, I'm capable of anything, anything I write on this paper. I know that in a year it's going to be true. And a lot of what we accomplish in our life is belief in ourselves is if we have a strong sense of confidence in ourselves, if we know that we are capable of, of doing anything because we are we can achieve it. And it first starts with that belief. So your actions will come, but you have to have that belief first, because if you don't even believe that you can do anything, then you're not going to be able to achieve it. You have to wholeheartedly believe in yourself. So damn, friends, you have a lot of homework to do in this in this next week. Um, to give yourself like I know today's the 31st, so don't feel like obligated to do everything today. But hey, if you want to be an overachiever and get everything done before <laughs> tomorrow that's cool too but you know give yourself a week to like marinate in everything and um understand your why take all this info in and create the best resolutions for yourself no matter how big how small you've got this i believe in you now I, what i need you to do is believe in yourself so uh happy new year's my friends i'm looking forward to another wonderful year of working with all of you some great things are coming in 2024 and i'm planning on it bitch and this upcoming week like i said no episode i have some up some exciting things coming for us but i will be back with a new episode on thursday january 11th so one week without me i know i will miss you as well take this time and get ready for a bomb year of creation and dance and personal growth that is your episode for this week Remember to leave me a comment, like, share, subscribe. Happy New Year's and I will talk to you guys later.